ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump big. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people working down there in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And your number to participate is 1 800 707 9760. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. All right. And you can uh, schedule a free estimate as well, too. All you have to do is go to waytogrow.net, and they'll schedule you a free appointment. Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines as usual. Anything that we're discussing on the dock today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and long segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. If you need to follow me on Twitter or send me a message on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. And also, don't forget, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, and I'll try to react to those in real time or I'll react to them later you can go to the facebook business page of sports grind entertainment or you can go to my personal page and leave them there and like i said if i get a chance i'll respond to them in real time if not i'll get with them get to them later i should say 1-800-707-9760 what's up mr clark ready yes sir ready rock and roll all right bartlett yes sir all right man let's get it it's tuesday okay um couple things we got some things to get to uh gotta let you know if i I remember i'll pull back the curtain on what's going on here with the show um business wise um and we'll get to that i know i've been bringing that up here and there for the last few days but still things working out in process but it look like we're getting there uh so i'll let you know on that um also um tomorrow we're going to be joined by Greg Bell, which um, pretty much is Seahawks news writer uh, for the News Tribune up that way in Washington. So we're going to uh, talk to Greg tomorrow. He'll give us an insight of what his thoughts are on NFC West. We'll talk to him about that. We'll also you know, talk to him about the life after Russell how they acting up there you know where is this quarterback situation and competition where do they feel this is at? Talk about that, and maybe he'll give us some insight of his opinion of really what, what, what you know, went wrong. You know, why is Russ not finishing his career in Seattle? So I'm very eager to see what Greg has to say in regards to that. Uh, speaking of Russ and his new team, okay, we know that we've got the ownership group, the Walton group, um, was officially introduced today. We'll get to that here shortly uh, but that made me think of that uh and then thursday we talked to him before we're going to be joined by charlie goldsmith of the cincinnati Enquirer. um he will talk to him again get his insights on the afc north you know since he covers cincinnati and then we'll get the mindset of where cincinnati's at now you know they're you know joe burrow they're holding him out of camp for so much you know he had that procedure they're proceeding with caution you know so we'll get his thoughts and the updates on what's going on with joe burrow 
Um, I'll definitely share with him, uh, which I'm pretty sure he's aware of it. Um, but like I've told Flip, you know, one of the things that Cincinnati is, you know, has to prove is that Super Bowl hangover. Uh, can you know? Because some teams that lose that Super Bowl, they don't even really make the playoffs. Now, I, I don't think that's going to be the case with Cincy, and I think the reason why they have a great chance to kind of defy those odds. I mean, the only team of franchise that's really been immune to that really is the Patriots during their dynasty run. You know, when they lost the Super Bowl one year, what have you. Um, but I think due to the fact of how competitive that Super Bowl was, and really when they they did have a chance. To win that game it's not like they got there and say hey we don't really belong here you know so we'll definitely get charlie's thoughts on that um friday i intend to start uh with totals wins you know because usually i'm gonna wait as you can see you know there are some injuries that are playing a factor in some teams across the landscape doing camp so i like to wait till we get to after that third preseason game to really start running through divisions and making predictions but we can at least start by friday looking at win totals uh for individual teams and and doing our over under thing that we've done here for the last few years um that uh caters to the that sports uh betting world client over there that's all over the place uh you know you got to have and and I've been doing this on the show for a long time way before it came mainstream um since the ruling with uh you know, New Jersey and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, we'll definitely – but I've only been doing totals, uh, projected totals probably for the last couple of years. But we'll start that, you know, on Friday. Um, other than that, the docket today, there's definitely things going up on a Tuesday. Um, you know, big news today kind of, you know, Serena Williams is pretty much laid out a plan or at least talking about the retirement. She went to IG. Uh, you know, just said, hey, I'm going to enjoy, just paraphrase, I'm going to cherish these next few weeks. Now, to me, it's not a shock to me uh, because I know, you know, Serena's been one shy uh, of that Grand Slam, you know, tying that Grand Slam record. Um, and I also know what her last few majors have looked like, you know, in early exits and losing to people that are ranked, you know, 80th in the world and 100th in the world. I mean, Father Time is undefeated. I mean, Tom Brady and LeBron James, though, really the only two that have taken it to overtime. They took him for all the time to overtime. But it's like eventually he's going, you know, whether it's a double overtime, triple overtime, he's going to win. And then we'll be talking about, man, we need new rules, overtime rules for all the time. You know how y'all did, have y'all done the last few years when there's a star studded quarterback leaves on the sideline and doesn't get to touch the ball. We've had to cater to that. Oh, we need to change overtime rules. Now, the first time they changed it was good enough. Good enough. Okay. All this, instead of a rule change, all that should have happened is what happened. Go out and sign a Von Miller. Sign somebody and get to Pat. Get to that quarterback to seal the game. That's what Buffalo did. But, you know, we're in the era where, well, you know, look, the fans said we, we, this might be a good thing. But, so, um, you got that Serena. I mean, to me, her IG post really sets it up for the U.S. Open. You know, the U.S. Open's in a few weeks. Now, I personally would like to see her play her last major Grand Slam tournament in Wimbledon. But U.S. Open, if I'm not mistaken, that is her first Grand Slam victory that she won at the Open. So, and that's New York. I've said it forever. That's my favorite Grand Slam in tennis is 
you know, Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium and Flushing Meadows down there in New York. The electric atmosphere, the night tennis is the best that you're going to see on tour of any tournament, the night tennis center court. So that's always been, you know, my favorite tournament out of the majors in tennis. I mean, I remember going through school. I can always tell when it was school's about to start where the only thing that got to school starting was the fact that U.S. Open was right around the corner because it usually starts when school starts again. Which it seems like school starting this year is kind of all over the map because I don't think everybody's back. I've seen the traffic pick up, but I don't think everybody's back because I haven't seen my timeline flooded with, hey, first day of fourth grade, first day of seventh grade, first day of junior high. And I know people's like, shut up, Calvin. You don't have kids. You don't know how it is. Well, I guess so. I guess that's fair. But I'm just thinking like uh, when, when I was growing up prior to social media and everything, I don't even think most parents took pictures on the first day. It was just like, hey, you got My everything? Mom totally did. She did? Oh, yeah. Well, you're kind of, but you're, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're younger, though. I mean, I could see that, but I don't, I don't really recall that. It may, of course, that's way before anything, internet and social media, but it seems like everything now is just, you know, second day of school. First time he won these shoes. Okay. Brothers just graduated. Brothers taking them. First day, brothers dropping them off at school. Gosh. I don't know people like, oh, this is just horrible. How can you have a Just recording like life, bro. That's it. I got you. Maybe, you know, it waters down for me for everything else everybody posts. Just everybody. Like their just food. Just the constant. Like, this is, this is what I'm eating right now. I this is it. me at the gym. This is me on vacation, but then like that, man, them damn problems still going to be for you when your ass come down and they've got to charge the phone and you ain't on Facebook or social media. But yeah, but there's a mix yeah. of where schools start. And I know most schools have started down. I think everybody's back by next week. I think and some, and some people are going back on a Thursday. What the hell is that? Why go back to school? Why do you start a school first day on a Thursday? That should be really like a Monday, maybe Tuesday at the latest. But I heard a lot of people going back on a Thursday. Well, maybe just mail it in on Thursday, Friday and. Start the new week fresh. I don't know, but uh, if if your first day of school lines up with a, uh, August 29th, that's a Monday, and that's also the U.S. Open. Yeah, so I, a couple I, weeks away. Bringing it back full circle to Serena, all indications, you know, seem to think I, if if she's really talking about enjoying the next few weeks, that U.S. Open would be her last go. But we'll see. But at least she she hasn't denied it. She put it out there, very calculated. Uh, you know, said so there's other things that she wants to do. Um, but I, I just saw the writing on the wall, um, you know, going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. I mean, not just tennis players, but greatest athletes. You know, I've been critical of Serena more than others just because I've had high standards for her. I think there was a time there in her prime. I mean, before injuries started to get to her um, that, you know, she kind of got distracted with the clothing line and all that. And I felt that that was a window that honestly probably could have had the record by now. You know, but hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, but we'll see what you got. How does the tennis world recognize her legacy when all is said and done? Like Billie Jean King has the U.S. Open Center named after her. Mm-hmm. How do, how do we immortalize the career that that has been Serena Williams? Uh, the in the tennis community, amongst the people in the media, because it's been kind of like that. And the really people that follow games, she'll be she'll be talked about as the greatest woman player ever, um, you know, probably up there. I mean, you, you can always have debates and goats, but I think without a doubt, 
I mean, you got to understand the story, man. I mean, you have to understand, you know, from 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 Compton. Um, I still remember it was a big thing in regards to them just showing up with their hair in beads. You know, I mean, that's the first time that I think, you know, and tennis was a predominantly, you know, white sport. And that's the first time you've seen two girls of color like that. I mean, I go back to Zena Garrison and I've, I've known some other ones. You know, um, but they're, you know, to come up the way they did. And I think they're you, too, because you got to think at that time, even probably we heard about the Jennifer Caparati's coming out at 14, 15 years old. Couldn't handle it. You know, obviously went in, went on to be a successful shoplifter. That's what Caparati did. But sometimes they come to the pressure. But, oh, um, Richard, you know, really was on him. I mean, but that I just remember the controversy about the beads and they fell out during the match and other play. They had to deal with a lot. So I just think to answer your question, how is tennis? I mean, she's going to be, if not, most people going to have her the greatest player ever, if not one of them and are at the top. I mean, she's it's definitely top two. I mean, you can't put Serena probably anywhere lower than probably two or three in most people's eyes. I mean, I feel the competition was stiffer back in, you know, Martine and all that, but that's not Serena's fault. I think Serena could have played in that era. I think Serena could have played in any era, but that's kind of where she'll be. But I think if it was, I can't remember the years, but it was just that period where, in my opinion, I think she got a little distracted and, and you know, she could have probably had the record already uh, by now. But we'll see if U.S. Open's the last time we see her at a Grand Slam. So do they recognize her with, like, a court? Did she just get a statue um, outside of the open? Well, it, it, to me, it's one of those that that's possible. I mean, only time will tell. I mean, you got to think when you talk about Arthur Ashe, I mean, you know, he just didn't get really his name on center quarter Ashe Stadium just based off of being playing tennis. I mean, you talk about, you know, being you talk about being in, an activist uh, towards civil rights movements. You talk about a guy, you know, that really you know, just sad situation, you know, contracted HIV and the AIDS virus back then through a blood transfusion. That sucked. I mean, you know, that's that's prior to them really screening, you know, when you go donate blood and everything back then, they wasn't screening for that. So that's how he attracted the virus. And then he fought that and that gave it a different light. Because again, when it first came out, you know, everybody pinned it on the gay community. And it was the gays and only they, they could get it. So when he, you know, contracted it the way he did it was just a sad situation but he did a lot of work to get that name on that stadium man it's not just about playing tennis and you know i'm pretty sure serena's done a lot of stuff for her community but that's just a question that only time will tell but really in the conversations where it comes down to who's the goat or who that without a doubt she's going to be i mean some people have her probably one of the best athletes ever to play sports men or women you know, that's just the way it goes. But she probably on off to better things. But I, I would like to see her. Me personally, I would like to see her finishing in Wimbledon. But we'll see if it's in U.S. Open. Also, we've got other news. Uh, baseball continues to go on. You know, the Yankees, uh, they stop a uh, losing streak. They get a victory against Seattle. Now, they lose Carpenter in the mix. He has like, I think he fractured his foot or whatever. So that's bad news for them. But they at least snapped a losing streak. Um, also, you know, speaking of that in baseball on the other side, Chris sale, who just came back after a stint, I remember talking about like, Hey, Chris's first start, you know, with socks, he's out now for the season. He had a, a biking accident. Now, is this one a bicycle or is this a motorbike accident? My understanding is bicycle, but he, he fell, broke his wrist, his right wrist. And if I, and, and you know, it's, it's a thin line with this, but. 
if I'm, I mean, Chris Sale ain't making chump change, okay? If I'm the GM and the owner and Chris Sale walks into my office, I'm asking him, you, are, you, are, you trying to, are you training for the Tour de France? What are you doing? I mean, in, in freak accidents, like I said, you've heard baseball players get hurt for playing Call of Duty for eight hours. Then they hurt their wrist, their thumb lock, get that or whatever. Carpenter playing with his drone. Yeah. I mean, but it's one of those things. I think as a professional athlete, and again, I mean, it's not, that's why I wanted to be, I wanted to clarify, were we talking about just a regular like 10 speed bicycle or are we talking about a motorbike? Because motorbike, I'm really piling on, but I think a, a, a regular bicycle, anybody can kind of have that accident. But it's just one of those things that it, I just feel that you got to really, really be careful when you're a pro athlete on things that you do that could cause harm. And I know a lot of people don't live their life with, well, if I do this, what happens? And people say that's a less stressful life to live if you live your life. But sometimes when you are part of an investment and you're talking about millions of dollars, um, you've got to really be careful. Because my thing is he had to be going pretty fast to if he took a spill to really do some damage to leave him off. I mean, it's not like he was just, you know, had the kid training the kid on training wheels or something following him. But uh, you could just fall and you put your hand down to support you and break your wrist. It's that simple. But was he going down the hill? Was he going fast? Was he trying to go that way? John Wall busted his foot walking around his house. All right, man. 1-800-707-9760. We'll get to the docket. The rest of the docket we get back. You'll listen to the Sports Crime presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs. And he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grunt. All right. So what else we got on the docket uh, today? Of course, um, Weeks away from week zero in college football. No, week one. The hell with week zero. Makes no sense. Okay. We really didn't get into we didn't really get into the coaches poll yesterday. I mean, people who listen to this show long enough know that we had a policy that hey, you know, we don't really, you know, talk about two more polls until the you know committee comes out. But I've kind of softened on that because I'm like, man, the committee changes they damn standards every year. They don't even know what the hell. But the coaches poll. Is the one poll. We didn't spend too much time on it because really, I mean, the only thing that stood out to me was really, it's no surprise um, at the one and two. Because I can tell you right now, it's Alabama and it's Georgia. I mean, excuse me, it's Alabama and Ohio State and everybody else this year. That's just the reality. You're discounting Georgia that bad? They're, like I said, it's Ohio State and Alabama. And everybody else. I'm, it's not that I'm discounting Georgia. Georgia, look. Nick has made it look like walking and chewing gum at the same time the way he's reloaded. That's that's years and years of a system, you know, in place that they kind of been able to avoid that. Prime example, look at Clemson and Dabo. I mean, they were going at it year after other year within the Deshaun Watson era, a little bit of sunshine. They were going at it with Alabama in the playoffs and championships here, getting two of them. Look what happened last year. Sunshine left. Okay. Lost to quite a few guys on, on the offensive line. And you lost, you lost a, a world-class running back. And look what happened. They were they were struggling for the most part every week in the ACC. So my point is Georgia lost a lot of guys on defense. Now the quarterback situation, I know. I mean, yeah, they're going to be competitive. I mean, but I'll tell you right now, if if week one, if 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 Alabama played Georgia in week one, the desert would have that at a ten point favorite. And the tie, and that's not even me being a, a tied apology. I'm just I'm giving it to you real. Oh, I the way everything lined up, I knew with the quarterbacks coming back, the amount of young people that both Ohio State and Alabama use, they were going to be one and two. And it was going to be and, and I'm not saying you can't have a couple teams that are going to have something to say or you get in the playoffs. Anything could happen. But I'm just saying for the team, when you start looking at the naked eye test from the cream of the crop, those are the two universities that's going to look like they're on a. A little different playing field, in my opinion. We'll see what happens in a few weeks or you know, over the next month when we really get stuff going. For what it's worth, the coaches did give Georgia the edge in first place votes over Ohio State. It was five for for the Buckeyes and six for the Bulldogs. That's fine. Yeah, I mean Georgia is still going to Bama at fifty four. Yeah, Georgia is still going to be a respectable football team. They're still going to probably have a good chance to win their side of the SEC. 
but I just feel that Ohio State and, and Alabama is really going to look, you know, loaded uh, for the most part. But the other news in college, the reason why I'm bringing it up, what I wanted to get to today is that the Big Ten, the four-letter network ESPN has pretty much cut off negotiations with the Big Ten. I think they turned down a, I think it was, I forgot the amount of money they turned down on an extension because really ESPN had a problem because it wasn't going to give them, I think, the prime time, certain games they wanted in the Big Ten that they were going to have to carry a certain amount. And on top of it, you know, there was some other stipulations. But really what that's done, and the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it's opening the door for CBS and the other network to step in. And when I think about CBS and this, and I feel like this is, you know, What's going on behind the scenes with college football and the realignment and TV negotiations I almost feel like it is the WWE led by Vince McMahon. Well, I mean, he ain't there no more. Whether he be playing too much grab ass. So whoever took over Vince. Stephanie. Stephanie. It's scripted. I, I think if you look at it. Now, let's say if they strike a deal, the Big Ten with the CBS. What are the conferences in bed and all the way been dating in bed, put a ring on it? that CBS is in bed with SEC. So if, if so happily, coincidentally, we just say, Hey, uh, no, we're not going to do that because we're going to wait. Oh, well, what do you know? CBS comes and what's happening. It's, it's the big 10 and the SEC is in an arms race for who they're going to add to their conference, the type of TV deals that they're going to get. And really, if you, can you imagine if CBS has the rights to the Big Ten now and the SEC? Say goodnight to the little sisters of the poor. Okay? You like 16 camp parties over, said the little one. I think that was the right movie. Yeah, man, that's a big deal. But it's all scripted. Hey, we just gone back out of this because we know this and this. Wait till we get the answer. I wish Notre Dame heard and bring their ass, see what they want to do. You know, this is what's going on, but I like it. I like it. Because then in week zero, week one, week two, a few years from now, I'm not have to worry about Chattanooga versus LSU, Alabama versus uh, Troy or whoever. I don't want to disrespect Troy. The great DeMarcus Ware came out of Troy. Super Bowl winning DeMarcus Ware. They've got a ring. They put a ring on it. Y'all just putting his ass in the ring of fame, ring of honor. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. But yeah, that was that was that was news for me today. I was like, wow, they stepped. I was like, wait a minute, CBS is the front runner now. Well, hold on, they got the SEC. When the hell are they gonna go into Capitol Hill for damn near uh, running a damn monopoly? When are they when are they gonna have to go uh, in in front of the Senate? In front of these guys, in front of the Capitol Hill that has to stunt. Since they want to put their name, they had and everything else. That's a monopoly, man. You land the Big Ten and you got the SEC? Come on. It's not even fair. The question is, is if the Big Ten wants to be in the shadow of the SEC on that network then. Priority, prime time, everything like that. The offer, according to Nicole Auerbach of, of The Athletic, CBS is looking at three fifty a year. $50 million per year to pay to the Big Ten for the broadcast rights. But NBC is also right around that mark. So if I were the Big Ten, looking at trying to acquire Notre Dame anyway, 
potentially. I would look at maybe sticking with NBC at that point, having my own home so that I don't get bumped for Bama, Auburn. I I see kind of what you're saying, but I really don't think it comes down to that. It comes down to money, and it comes down to what's going on in the future. College football is being negotiated for the future right now, not the way you know it. The way Big Ten look at it, like if we're going to be in the Super Conference, it's going to be Big Ten versus SEC. Can you imagine? As long as they get their kickback a year, they're going to get from everybody in the conference. Because now you have CBS that can hold these two mega conferences. And I told you all this too. Ben said, don't be shocked come 2025 or you know around that time or so that, they're, that they've got new names. It's not even considered the SEC. It's not considered the big. It's something different because North it's and South. You see what I'm saying? Boy, that's lining up to me. And, 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 and I told and you. Yeah, and CBS and ESPN, it's going to be similar to the NFL. Fox has the NFC, and CBS has the AFC. And it's going to be similar to college. Why not? The coaches is getting damn near NFL money and better than NFL money. The players is, uh, you know, pretty much signing NIL deals. You got a kid in Austin that's driving a Lamborghini. What do you do? Give a kid a tractor? Give a tr- kid a tractor happy? What movie is that from, Jonas? Did you study in class? Oh, my goodness, man. You can remember it like things that I can't tell you to do. But the movie thing, you can't. We just went over this in class a few weeks ago, about a month ago. No, I'm, I'm going to have to tap out of that one. You know I'm not a movie guy. I'm a TV guy. I'm a movie. I'm not, I'm not a movie guy. How can you be a TV guy and not a movie guy? Don't they go hand in hand? Anyway, Blue Chips. I did just watch Blue Chips. Uh, then you must skip that. Then you must have fell asleep. Or you must have had too much Zing Zang and Stoli. <laughs> 1-800-707-976. So, yeah, that's something to monitor in college football is these contracts. Like I say, this is WWE behind scenes. They ain't fooling me. Um, also, in the in the pros, the well, first of all, before we get to the pros in the NFL, well, you know, because NBA's had their time. Uh, you know, they're, they, you know, they've cooled off a little couple of weeks besides this KD situation. It was made the news again. We talked about it yesterday and that meeting that he had with ownership last week. It came out according to Sham yesterday that, hey, Kevin pretty much told Brooklyn, the owner, that it was pretty much either me or Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Now, the owner has responded today. On Twitter, didn't have to have a press conference, didn't have to send the, the PR person. He just sent out a simple tweet to let you know where you stand. What did he say, Jonas? So he said, our front office and our coaching staff have my support. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. That's all. Um, it's a lot of, uh, it's a game of chicken being played. I mean, I do feel that... It comes to a point that if you feel like you're losing control of the organization, even if it means sacrificing a player of a talent, but Kevin Durant, I think as an owner and a GM, you got to do that. Um, To me, it's obviously to me that Kevin Durant is the one, and I said this yesterday, the one that leaked out the ultimatum because he he's he's realizing right now look no one's really helping brooklyn's not backing off on what they're going to ask for him and there's nobody in the league that's helping or want to help kd get out of here again another another team so when that settles in kd's like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and release this out really put the pressure on him but keep in mind 
KD's under contract for the next four years. Now, I understand in NBA, we've seen that contracts really don't mean anything with the superstars. I mean, you've got about five guys in the league, no more than 10. I would say five to 10 guys in the league that they control. They really control their own faith regardless what they signed. That's just the reality. And Kevin Durant's one of those guys. But if I'm Sean Marks, because the only one that's possible that can fall on the sword for this, or that I think the owner would feel okay, and that is Steve Nash. But there's a clip surfacing that's, you know, at the end of this, when they got eliminated, when they got swept, you know, KD was sitting there, oh, hey, man, I think Steve's done a good job. Guys in and out of the lineup. And Kyrie's sitting there right next to his black ass. Kyrie's right there and Katie. Oh, you know, God's ending up on a lineup. And Kyrie right there to say, yeah, man, preach, brother. You, man, we talking about you. And then you have a situation where, oh, hey, you know, work time practice. And then he used the word disgruntled. Disgruntled teammates. Uh, the guy sitting right next to you. So he just said this, but then all of a sudden in two or three months, it's changed. And I can't coach. I don't like the direction of the team or where they're going. Steve Nash might be the one to follow. So Sean Marks, I believe, in my opinion, Sean Marks ain't going nowhere. He's not going anywhere. And I don't think Sean Marks is going to want that on his resume to fire Steve Nash. Remember where this guy comes from. He comes from down here. The 210. He cut his teeth down here under Greg Popovich, one of the best GMs ever to do it in the game, R.C. Buford. And he's not going to go for He's not going to crack to that. And that's the reason why I think when the dust settles, KD's going to realize that. And keep in mind, I don't see KD, I don't see KD a type of guy that's holding out, that's not showing up. I don't think that. KD loves the game too much, man. He every I mean, younger going he every time you see him, obviously he's walking around somewhere with a basketball in his hand. He won't have a brush. The brush is here, but he'll keep it at basketball. Okay. He ain't missing. He ain't holding out. I'd be shocked. So when the dust settles, like, hey, man, run it back. Run it back. See what happens. But with all that said, everything I just spewed out in that segment, it's being reported today. The front runners are still Boston, the Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat. Because like I told you, there's 10 guys in the NBA. Guaranteed five. But we could count 10 guys in the NBA. They control what they want to do. And superstars get traded to where they want to go. Generational players. And KD's a generation. It can piss you off. It can turn you off about the NBA where it's at. That's just the reality. That's just where we're at. 1-800-707-9760. All right, switching gears to the NFL as we get into like day 10, 12, around there at camp. We've got a couple things brewing. Um, definitely one of the news today out of Chicago. Okay. Linebacker Raekwon Smith, former Bulldog, speaking of Georgia, wants out of Chicago. And this is in the middle of a contract negotiation. Boy, let me tell you something. Raekwon, if you want to talk about picks and things, uh, if I'm Chicago, I'm going to save that till we get back from the break. That's called a tease in the industry. Never like doing that. Never like doing that. Because I'm not the one that like getting teased. Like, you're going to do it or you're not. Don't tease me like that. You know? 
1-800-707-9760. Listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis, Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.